It's time to swarm the 402. Welcome to the Nebraska Hawksmith. These guys are brave. They're Hawkeyes living in enemy territory. Listen, these guys are way past their feet. But they're still Hawkeyes. They're spreading the Hawkeye hype to all of Nebraska. The Frost Advisory is canceled. Corn Huskers, more like Corn Suckers. Are you ready for this podcast? Let's go! Welcome back to the Nebraska Hawks Nest, your Hawkeye oasis located in at least it's not Penn State desert. Speaking <laughs> of Penn State, uh, Travis, we got all we got all we got, we got the whole team here today except for Marty. Uh, Marty is on assignment again, traveling the country, just um, letting the juices of life spill down his chest, just enjoying <laughs> everything he can, spreading um, the Hawkeye gospel. There's rumors that he went in for male enhancement surgery. That is not true. <laughs> so um, that's, that's what we heard. Though. Um, I would like, we'd like to debunk that myth, but um, first, before we get into the news coming out of Penn state, they don't ever disappoint there and why people still continue to choose to go to college there. I'll never know. Uh, what, what are you guys drinking tonight? I'm going to start off because I feel like um, I always forget. I ask everyone else and I never say, and I'm having a Tito's and water. That's my MO. Travis, what are you sipping on tonight? I hate to say it. I'm just doing this starry zero tonight. I, I just rough weekend. Not, yeah. Rough weekend. Not feeling it tonight. You know, okay. deal some things tomorrow. So All casual. Right. All right. Casual tonight. Schlicker. I see you're uh, hanging out in the deepest, darkest caverns of the house again. How, how's things going? And uh, how how's the, how's the internet, first of all? The internet's great so far. That was my complete mishap. Sorry about that setup and being 10 minutes late. I uh, getting the kids ready for bed and stuff. I was like, oh, my God. And I went and just ripped my computer out of the wall upstairs. <laughs> that, like when I do that, and even though it's a Mac, it still has to go through like a full reboot. So I was like, that's, that took up the majority of the time. So, Oh geez. Did you even have time to get a drink then? Well, no, I didn't. So I'm going to have to head to the, uh, the fridge here while you guys are asking Matt what he's drinking. Okay. And and I'll get my, I'll get mine. So please excuse me. All right. That's an excused absence always on this podcast. All right. Uh, we're going to go over to the Miller light delight, Matt sipping on the Miller light. I can see you're on mute, buddy. Hold on, let me see if. Nope, Matt, you're still on mute, buddy. Is there your Miller Lite? So I've been drinking Tall Boys. That's what we brought on the on the boat fishing all weekend. So I had to continue the trend. So you were on a fishing trip for the last two or three days. Now, if somebody were to cut you right now, would it be pure Miller Lite flowing out of your veins right at this? Point? Probably. Okay. 
All right. I figured I'd keep it going one more one more night. All right. <laughs> Just for sheer. Hey, shut up, liver. You're fine. <laughs> You're fine. You tomorrow. You're all right. You can rest tomorrow. So with Travis being the new uh, newest member to the family, he really um, has built a strong relationship quick with our investigative team. And they've been doing some hardcore investigative work, digging in on what's going on in Penn State. Apparently, there was an incident that happened out in the forest. And we're not making this up. This sounds like this actually happened when you guys can check out on our social media uh, about it and also make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast on spotify apple google all of it you get to hear like lifelike alcohol noises happening live on air beer cans cracking matt burping me slurping my drink travis might rip out a belch every now and then you never know what's gonna happen exciting stuff so, so make sure you subscribe, hit the alerts, whatever you got to do to keep listening. Cause the more of you guys that subscribe and listen, the more of these we get to do. So, um, Travis with your inv- investigative work, I'm, I'm worried about bragging about you too much. Cause I'm thinking like the FBI or somebody's going to come <laughs> steal you from us with the skill that you've shown here, but tell us about what's going on at, at state pen. Well, you know what you get? You got to go to the Google machine. You just got to type in dog humping state pen professor. So, uh, <laughs> so and, and then state pen professor Themis Mustakis accused of sexual assault. Uh, he was basically accused of performing sex acts with his pet dog named Lucky. Somewhere <laughs> uh, close to Penn State or state pen, excuse me. I don't yeah. think that dog was very lucky. <laughs> no. It's like every time he walks into Pet Smart. <laughs> like, wow. Like what, what is going on with that place? Like what the, what's the guy's name? Themis Mustakis? Yeah. Like he Themis sounds like, a, like yeah. a dictator from Russia or yeah. something like that. Like, not not related to the Royals outfielder, third baseman, whatever position he played. <laughs> um Kyle, hypothetically. Your kids come to you, your son. He's like, Dad, really thinking I might want to go to Penn State. What are you going to say? Oh, man, that's a tough one. I mean, probably just six to four. Mm. (laughs) Fair, fair. Hey, he hit that one out of the park right there. So, so if, as long if you're at Penn State, as long as you're not a young boy and you're not a dog, you're safe. Like those are two. You know, if you're under the age of 12 and you happen to be a dog, stay the hell out of Happy Valley. <laughs> Happy Valley has a whole new meaning to it. So, I mean, it is a long way from the city, so maybe it's that, I don't know, back backwoods? <laughs> it is out in the middle of nowhere, and they are very much isolated in their own world. Those of you that have done the research on the, the Jerry Sandusky stuff, like that was able to go on for quite some time. And even when they knew about it and it never got out, it never left that university in that town. Whereas like the campus police kind of like polices that place in that town. And obviously, you know, the good old boys club, you know, you're going to protect each other. But I mean, when is it going to come to a point, Travis, where, People just stop wanting to go to Penn State. Like Penn State bounced back from the Jerry Sandusky stuff too quickly. I mean, they had to barricade off that that whole shower area and concrete it off like it didn't even exist. That it's not even in there. Like, 
how do you feel okay going to a university where these kind of things happen? I don't know. People are in weird stuff. You know, it's like Chernobyl. People like to go there too. Don't understand why. So it's yeah, not my place to hang out. I'll put it to you that way. So, yeah. I mean, we don't fit into the demographic that's desired (laughs) there right now. Thank God. Um, Weird, weird place, Matt. I mean, what do you, what do you make of this place? Like first, you know, we got the whole Sandusky situation and now Themis Moustakis, professor at penn state i mean that name just makes me laugh was making love to his dog lucky in the forest well lucky wasn't lucky and i don't know what remote forest he was in but it wasn't remote enough because he got caught it's a different that's a different deal over there apparently there's a different situation different mentality i don't understand it at all he's 64 and he's a chemistry professor so was he trying chemical chemical, uh, chemical castration? Was he trying chemical enhancement? I mean, maybe he had a breakthrough opportunity, like the blue pill. He was just trying it out. You know, maybe he was looking at werewolf. He's trying to make a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, like trying to make a hybrid. <laughs> human, human dog breed. I don't know. Not right. Not right at all. No, I well, mean, so we, we managed to piss off Penn State and PETA in this whole segment. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, if you go to Penn State or a Penn State fan, you don't have a leg to stand on at this point. Now, all of us, different schools across the country, we've had our fair share of little things that have happened and have been a little bit of a mark on the program and stuff like that. But we don't have any, any professors trying to uh, make puppies with a dog out in the woods. Um, and the Sandusky thing still in my opinion, they got up way too easy on that. The NCAA just decided after a couple of years, oh, you're okay. Everything's go back to normal. And they just, that program should have been shut down for a few years, in my opinion, after that whole situation happened. But at the end of the day, everything's about money. And that comes first in that, in a situation like that, it shouldn't. So ridiculous, yeah, weird place. It, it has to be like that. I mean, it's pretty awful stuff that they went through. Yeah. And I I mean, think about the dog. Like, I feel bad for the dog. Yeah. Poor dog. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, <laughs> I mean, we're laughing about it. Cause they, like when I first read this, I'm like, this is a joke. This isn't real. Is that on Babylon B? <laughs> <laughs> If Kyle's wife happens to walk by and hears what we're talking about, he won't be allowed to be on our, on this podcast Wait, anymore. She'll be like, no. She's upstairs giving the kiddos a bath. <laughs> nice. What the heck you got going on there in the background, Kyle? It looks like a little bit of a Civil War enactment or World War II. What, what are you and the kids doing there on the rug down there? Well, so you got uh, – actually, right behind me, you've got my son's – he has the uh, almost the entire uh, town uh, from the movie The Cars. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, and it's all like the, the high end. Everything lights up. You can drive the car. It's, it's actually pretty cool. He has, yeah, I'm covering up a couple of them, but, and a couple of them are in the other room. But he has almost the entire village of, uh, I can't, do you guys, uh, Radiator Springs. Oh, uh, springs. There you go. He has uh, that entire. It all lights up. It's pretty cool. Um, 
But then you got, you know, let's see if I can do it like the uh, newscasters did. Over here we have, <laughs> over here we have where their games are. That's like all their board games. Mm-hmm. Back in this room is like where my drum set is and all my tools. And that's like where no one goes other than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then obviously you got some storage stuff. You got some dip bars there. You got where my son will come down here and just wail on this thing as well as this thing. He'll wail on it. Okay, right. so that's yeah. his and not yours, then. So I mean, I'll wail on it too. You know, you know <laughs> downstairs, you know, the frustrations of the day, just bam, just nail that thing. You know. Oh yeah. Wow, so, that's awesome. Missed that big sale. Bam, bam. Yeah, if I were to flip the camera around, there's a big TV here and all my Hawkeye cool memorabilia stuff, my helmets, my rings, uh, some cabinets in the laundry mm-hmm. room. So just a good old basement, man. It's nice and cool. Heck yeah. Nice. Wait. That's what um, I, I like hanging out in the basement because it's like always 10 degrees cooler oh, than, than the rest fast. of the house. Yep. <laughs> Which is great. And we've, we've literally picked apart every aspect of your basement except for the unicorn blanket that you're laying with. And there was a couple comments on the podcast that they did like your blanket that you had. So yeah, you got- <laughs> probably, I, I don't care what anybody has to say. This chair, it's my daughter, my, it's my son's. It's like the, and then this blanket is my daughter's, I think. Dude, guys, this is a cozy area, man. I got a big old TV in front of me. Like when I'm when I want to watch when I want to when I want to watch a show that my wife doesn't want to sh- want to watch, I come down here. It's pitch black. There's no windows. Bam! It's nice and cold. It's great. Money. That'd be a great place to watch bare knuckle boxing. Bare yeah, knuckle, man. Yeah, bare knuckle boxing. Like, I, I love that. That's like movie theater stuff down there. It is. Uh, I just need to convince my wife to get the whole movie theater seating. But there uh, you she's, go. Ground sound. You got to pick it up. No, man, we will one of these days. And Travis wants you to start a fight club in the basement. I'm sure she's totally okay with that. First rule about fight club, there is no fight club. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> well, something else that we really need to talk about, boys. We're a little late on this uh, since we take a lot more time in between podcasts over the summer. Um, Gary Barta is out as athletic director. I think we're all pretty excited about that. Um, it's long overdue and the funny thing is what i feel like is not really getting talked about enough is the guy's what 60 years old he's not retired he he in my opinion i think he got pushed out i want to see what you guys have to say but there is oh and is it beth is it gets is the interim ad uh, had time at ball state um was the ad there was interim ad at minnesota i've just i'm blown away by all the positive things I've heard about her, like nonstop good stuff. So maybe having to deal with all this Barta crap over the last 10 years and how tone deaf he is, maybe the college football gods are going to grace us with a really good athletic director that we actually like now. So we, um, she's the interim AD fully expected from what it sounds like to be named the permanent AD eventually. Um, but 
the big question I'm going to ask you guys too, when, uh, but I'm going to go over this. Was, was he pushed out? Was the good old boys club finally enough's enough with how, how many lawsuits that we've been through, how many ridiculous little scandals that happened on his watch, his tone deafness, the ridiculous Brian Ferentz contract, like the, the situation revolving Brian, you know, no matter what our opinion is of Brian, he would have been fired at any other university on the planet and was able to be retained um, at Iowa. Uh, Iowa has had no, literally no turnover in any of the major positions on campus during his tenure as athletic director. But I was just going through, there was a $4.2 million settlement given to the former football players that alleged discrimination. Um, and then before that was the largest one, a $6.5 million settlement to the former field hockey coach, uh, Tracy Griesbaum, and her partner, Jane Meyer, who alleged gender discrimination. So if you pay $6.5 million, there where there's smoke, there's fire, you know, in my opinion, and I think most other people's. You don't pay $6.5 million if you're innocent. Um, and others included, you know, $200,000 paid to a volunteer track coach, Mike Scott, and then 400000 over a Title IX claim from the women's swim team in 2021. Um, You know, we had the situation that I'll talk about later with the state auditor essentially calling them out publicly, which I think led to this whole situation. I loved it. I mean, the guy that his name was, is it Rob Sand? Rob Rob Sand. Yeah. Yeah. Just called him out and was like, are we taking crazy pills? How many times does this need to happen for us to like move on from Gary Barta? And it's just, that if you could think of anything with his administration, he did a great job raising money for facility upgrades. And I, I will give him that. But if you could characterize his tenure in one short phrase, I'd say tone deaf, completely oblivious and doesn't care about the optics from the outside looking in from what he did. Very out of touch, very slow to move things. Um, you know, a guy that's making millions of dollars a year, like, I'm sorry, I don't have perfect teeth, but get braces, dude. Like, he looked like he'd been kicked in the mouth with a steel toe boot. Like, if, if you look up Gary Barta on Google, the first thing that comes up is Gary Barta's teeth. Like, that's the first thing. It just, it looks like, um, his salary was, I don't remember, it's a couple million a year. Like, I, I can't remember. Um, We'd have to get with the research team on that, but it's a, about a couple million a year. Um, Matt's got a lifeline to them, so um, that will probably be able to be done pretty quick. He's, he heads up our research team. But, you know, let's start out while Matt's communicating with them. Travis, I know you have some opinions on this. I think Gary Barta was a buffoon. I'm sorry. I, you know, especially with NIL, you literally haven't called Brad Heinrichs one time. The guy is bending over backwards, dedicating his life to getting us better talent on the football field. And you're just going to not even acknowledge his existence or the whole NIL program. I mean, thank God you stepped down because guess what? Beth, the new AD, she's already reached out from what I've heard. And she hadn't even been on the job a month. So things are moving in the right direction already. Travis, what's your opinion on this whole entire thing? Should this have been done sooner? Um, was he pushed out, or do you think he finally just had enough and was ready to move on? Well, first of all, I believe this picture, and you're right. His teeth are god-awful. I didn't realize how bad they were. 
They're bad. They're so, really bad. And if you're making two and a half million dollars a year, one million, one million a year, one point oh five. Oh, there you go. Got got it pulled up here. So yeah, okay. <sighs> keep good. thanks. Thank you, Matt, for the, the the great statistics from the research team. We we pay them all this money. It's glad. It's great when they come through once in a while for us. They, they need to. They do. Yeah. All right, Travis. Okay. This, this this kind of it's loaded. So the, there's a part of me that says, okay, he done it right. But when he walked in the door. He he came, basically came in right after the Steve Alford deal, if I remember right. Steve Alford got let go. And then I, I can't remember if Licklider – I think Licklider was his first hire, wasn't he, if I remember right? Yeah. So, yeah. Nice, so, nice know, work on that one. That was, a, that was a fantastic hire. That's like the Nebraska football coaches – the f- Nebraska football pragmatic coaches, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, he – you know, obviously – the guy's a little bit of a homophobe because he didn't like the field hockey coach and in that relationship. Um, you know, he, 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 the one thing they will say about him, he's raised money for facilities, you know, I mean, he got the North stadium redone. Um, you know, they're, they've got other projects going on. They're building a parking garage or do it. They're redoing the baseball. So, so the guy can raise money. Uh, yeah. But, you know, so facilities. I mean, you look, you look at the Jacobson Athletic Center there that they got uh, on campus, and you know, so he can get facilities, he can get money raised. But as far as what he's done with the coaches and just, you know, like I said, how he interacts with the, with the community, very tight lipped, um, yeah. you know, really reserved. Um, yeah, I would say, you know, he. he his the coaches that he's had in place have done well in a lot of ways in spite of him. You know, he didn't have to hire the women's coach, I don't believe. You know, he didn't have to hire the men's no. football coach. No. Tom and Terry, he hired Tom and Terry Brains, but that was already he and picked. I don't think he had one bit of that. I think that was totally Dean Gable. So, yeah. I mean, he, you know, and then, you know, I guess he brought in Rick Keller, but then he brought Jack Don before that, and Jack Don was terrible at Creighton, and then Iowa hires him, and they're a doormat for five Years under Jack Dom, they kept uh, him for ten years. He was the baseball coach for ten years. Was he ten years? I thought ten was, years. Uh, yeah, yeah, insane. I mean, I, uh, that's the one thing about us that drives me crazy is only at Iowa can you not be good for ten years and we keep you around. Like be, be, be mediocre. It's kind of like my franchise. Be modic, mediocre. You keep your job. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, that's a story for an old other day. So we uh, could do a whole podcast about Travis's uh, franchise. <laughs> and it'd be it'd be, uh, it'd be entertaining. They, I don't think they'd be entertained yeah. though. Speaking of franchises, I got to pull this off. You know, we're gonna go. We're gonna go with the tank top look here. You know, cut. The I like it. Off. So you know, the next. Yeah, I like those cutoffs. Yeah, nice. you, you know, I mean, sun's out, guns out, you know, yeah. I, you know, so. so for those of you that are listening on podcasts, Travis uh, removed the sleeves from his shirt. He's letting the guns fly uh, right now. So I think we're going to have to offer the next T-shirt sale. We're going to offer a tank top option per Travis. I like it. That's going to be available. But I might it- do that to mine. Yeah, the men's and women's option. You know, you you know, get get some for the ladies too. You know, yes. okay. Because after, after being down at the uh, in Omaha for the Big Ten tournament, there, you know, I, said, I think like Kyle them. needs one of them. Look at them guns. Oh, yeah, look at them. Guns. oh look man, he looked good in that. <laughs> he'd go work out the club. He'd have his gun showing. I mean, yeah. it's, the, it's the camera magic, guys. Don't be. Is kidding. that what it is? It makes everything look bigger. Oh hey! 
I, I don't think Tom could wear the bib overalls quite like it, especially the cutoff version, but that's okay. Not everybody can wear the bib overalls. It, it, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we got a lot of beef on this podcast lots of beef so and i travis you leave the house like that i'm sure your wife's gonna get really frustrated with all the women flocking you know with those it, guns it's a tough job but somebody's gotta take charge i got broad shoulders i can handle it well i uh i think candy would probably oh, approve yeah. there you go so, so yep. she de- definitely definitely would approve um <laughs> Kyle, what are your thoughts on this whole thing? And I, I'm not sure how much you know about it, but $11 million in, geez, how long was this now? $11 million in four discrimination lawsuits during his tenure. How does somebody keep their job after all of that? Oh, well, gosh, man. So Barta came along when I was there. Um, you know, I saw the whole transition from Bullsby to him. I like Bullsby. Bullsby's son, actually, uh, I got him to stay in my dorm so that I could legally live off campus uh, with my <laughs> girl. <laughs> I never got my uh, futon back, though. <laughs> that son of a bitch. Yeah. Anyway. Um, well, here. I tell you what, I'm going to go back to 2000. When he got hired, 2000, I'm going to say 2003. Yeah. 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 Yep. You know, I, there 16 I, years. Yeah. I remember him being there and doing the transition. He was a great guy. And I, I noticed that him and Coach Ferentz right off the bat had a great rapport. He was there all the time at practices, at workouts. He'd come to our morning workouts and just observe. And, you know, he was, he was that, that guy who was just always very present. And, uh, I took that as, hey, he's the new AD. He wants to learn his his uh, territory. He wants to get to know the folks. You know, him and I never had any personal conversations. Um, you know, little stuff here and there. As I got, st- as I uh, I remember after Nate Kading, um, after we beat uh, Florida in the 2003 Outback Bowl, I remember him coming up to me and said, it's your turn now, you know, because Kading was leaving. And that's pretty much the only words he ever said to me. Mm. So here's what I think, man. I, I think that uh, if you if you if you were to dissect the last because I'm and I'm only saying this because I I feel like I've struggled with this, not struggled with this, but I've experienced this too. We kind of all have. So he has he's been the AD through a very very uh, difficult changing world in the world of sports. Uh, in the world of culture, in the world of wokeness, in the world of, you know, and gosh, man, like I feel sorry for the guy because he's had to navigate all of that while being in charge. And if he was only making a million dollars a year, I mean, that to me does not sound like a lot of money to be putting up with what he uh, may or may not have had to put up with. Now, if you're good at your job and you're in that position, like you have resources to be able to delegate responsibility and have people do things for you. But ultimately it is up to you. Yeah. You know, the paper crop comes across your desk and you're the one that has to sign it and all that stuff. So part of me is, you know, I feel bad for the guy that he, he's been the one that has been in charge of and had to make some difficult decisions through a time in which the entire world of sports college sports, you name it, culture has been changing. And I think that, uh, you know, um, 
here we are on the second half of it. I think the first half of it, he did okay. You're right. He was able to raise a lot of money. There's been a lot of changes to the facilities and blah, blah, blah. I'm super sad to like, when I go back and visit like the old Jacobson athletic building, it's, you know, I'm becoming that old man that talks about oh back in the day. We used to be over there across the street. We didn't have this, you know? And yeah, but you know, he's, he's, I think that, and this is, I don't know anything. I don't know any behind, behind the scenes. This is me just spec, total speculation in the past 16, 17 years of what's happened and what's changed in the world of college football and college sports, sports, um, and even just the world. Um, I think that, uh, do I think that he was forced out? Possibly. I mean, I think that, you know, I'll say this. When, when one person calls you an asshole, it's probably just their opinion. But when 20 people call you an asshole, you're probably an asshole. And what yeah. I mean by that is, is, is true. I mean, yeah, you know, like what I, I know that's kind of a harsh way to put it, but, but, you know, in a professional setting, when you have more, when you have 20 people calling you an asshole, you know, it's probably time to, to really think about moving on. Um, I'm not saying he's an asshole. I'm just saying I'm using that analogy. Like, hey, when 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 there's a bunch of people saying some bad things, and it's probably time to start thinking about something else. And I say that in the most nicest <laughs> professional way uh, because you got to remember that it's probably not all him. There's there, there's a lot more to this. Um, so that's what I have to say about it. <laughs> so um, there, this may or may not have happened back in 2007. Um, allegedly, uh, Matt and myself were tailgating at the University of Illinois, and he parked very close to us. Um, awesome. And, and uh, <laughs> the, ba- the back window of his v- uh, state of Iowa, University of Iowa vehicle, was dirty. And Matt and myself <laughs> allegedly wrote a message to him on the window. Um, that you sure was, you didn't draw something on there? Uh, <laughs> and there might have been a drawing accompanying it as well, yeah, stating there something he didn't have. So, um, yeah. He, uh, Richard? That's, that's, that's I, I believe it was a Fire Barda sign on it. Yeah. You might, there, might, there might have been a wiener. I, d- I just mold. saw it. I didn't. I don't know where it's it alleged. happened at. So I, I will. I'll finish with this. Do, do I? Do I think that there's time, or there, uh, the the time is now to change? Yes, I do. I mean, again, it's it's one of those points where it's like, gosh. I mean, do we even know stats? Like, are there any other ads out there that have been in? You know. So so he was in for 16 years. The average tenure of an ad is around 10. Okay. So he's been there a long time, a lot longer than most ads. Sure. So respectfully, you know, it's, it's time to, it's time to start thinking about something else. You know, he's getting up there in age. It's time for a refresh. Yeah, it It really is. Respectfully talking. It's, it's time for a refresh. I had actually heard that he had cancer and that's why they're out. But maybe that might be the front. I mean, I hope that he's okay. I mean, I don't know. The thing is, is it will never know. For sure, exactly. Right. Everything that goes on behind the scenes, and that's the unfortunate thing because we want to know. But this, I mean, that'd be super sad and unfortunate if it was something like that. I read, right. I, I read, and again, I just read this that the cancer thing was not true. But oh, it, it but it might, you know, that who, who's to say who that it, you know, who knows, who knows what it is. But you know, no matter what, you know, yeah, I'm not a fan of the guy, but we don't wish that upon anybody. So um, yeah. I hope 
at the end of the day, he's healthy. Yeah, Travis? Well, well I was going to say, you know, you go back to Iowa's history, look at Bump Elliott. I mean, he was there for a long time. And then, you, you know, like I said, Bolsby, I think, was there for darn near 15 years. I mean, he, he was there for a long time. Everyone thought, oh, my God, it's time for him to go. And I, I think if you, it's like, you know, I remember 1999, they hired, you know, they hired Coach Ferentz. And they hired Steve Alford. He thought, well, who the heck's this football coach? And Alford's going to taste the national title. Well, three yeah. years later, you know, I, I four years later, I was playing in, in the Orange Bowl, and the basketball team's got Peter Pierce and all the problems it's got. And, yeah. you know, you know, you know, Ference is still at Iowa, like him or hate him, you know, 26 years later. And, and Steve Alford's been to seven different ball clubs. And, 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 and I mean, so you just – you make enemies over time, and I think the problem is I think he's had too many lawsuits. And whether you like or hate Rob's scene, I mean, politically, him and me are definitely not on the same page. I'll call it what it is. Yeah. But you know, when when when, when you have when you have the state auditor calling out that says, "Well, you know, maybe you should fire the guy for this, this, and this," you know, maybe the maybe a message did get across to the right people and said, "Okay." We're, the, the university said we're going to pay it, but maybe there was some backdoor conversations that we will never be privy to. Yeah. And Rob's saying that he's an Iowa grad and a Hawkeye fan. And, you know, he's the one saying, okay, like the one point he brought up that I thought he nailed it on the head. He's like, what type of precedent does it set for the other state schools that if they have discrimination lawsuits, they're just going to say, well, you paid for all of Iowa's. Why can't you pay for ours too? I'm like, that's a great point. Like you can't keep bailing them out like that. And we, you know, I think we need, so- they need somebody in that role. Clearly that's not so tone deaf to, you know, the, the rest of society as a whole, not every single person in America is a straight white male, a lot of different people out there from def- different ethnicities, different sexual preferences. And it's, you got, you got to be plugged into that stuff. If you're a public figure and know what the hell's going on and know what you're talking about and actually have a finger on the pulse of society. If you're going to be running a major division one athletic program. Well, you look at the Feinbaum deal where that where where you know where they fired her and uh, you know the stories that came out there are pretty you know pretty repulsive. But especially, but if that happened today, he'd have been gone. I, I could tell you right now, it's changed that much shit in the last five years. He Bart Bart would have been gone. Can you talk a little bit more about that, Travis? What you know about that whole situation? Well, he just you know like I said uh, you know the 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 field hockey coach married to another woman. I mean, this was not a secret within the university universe, but basically, from what I understood, he just flat out fired because he didn't like the fact that they were lesbians. I mean, that's pretty much my understanding of the conversation. Yeah. It's like, well, listen. I'm sorry. I, what people do in their bedroom, I don't give a shit about. It. I'll call it for what it is. That's yeah, not my, that's not my problem. Let me tell you what: if they can win the Big Ten uh, field hockey championship and they do well in the sport and they bring good athletes in and they're good people, who gives a shit? Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? you, you, you know, you know. I, I mean, I, I'm sorry. And you know, there was that. There was the whole deal when they cut the swimming. They tried cutting what the men's and women's swimming program, which was, I mean, they had some great. Uh, uh, you know, swimmers. And I know there's one gal, I think that went there for a time went down to university of Houston and did fantastic. And there was a lot of people, of course it's a non-revenue sport, but you know, the, they cut it, you know, and tried to, you know, when title nine got involved with the deal and then with the whole deal with the football team with 20 guys, you know, and the whole discrimination suit, you know, we weren't there. 
We don't know what happened. I, yeah. I, listen, I've met Coach Doyle. His his boys re- wrestled both my boys in high school at Iowa City West. I met the guy. I've seen a nice blankie, by the way. That That's curdy. You look um, real cozy, Kyle. Yeah, sure. This thing is legit. Are you, you cold? Know. It's a little chilly down here, man. That's good. <laughs> you judge me. Stiff nipples heating in air. There we go. So that's uh, right. that's, I, I wish one of us could, like, magic magically pass you a box of Tampax tampons right across through here right now. <laughs> one right now. Totally you know, kidding. I know this you look cozy. Problem. Yes, he does. Let me finish for you. So Chris cute. Loyal, Crystal, I listen. Did he? He had some what I would call, I think, you get a facility some interesting ways of motivating. Is the media made out to be this racist pig? Yeah, they have. But if you look at his top five assistants, they were all black. You yeah. Look at who's running the 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 strength and training program. That you know there. And listen, you know, there's a lot of athletes from all races, whatever's been through the program that have said good things about Doyle. Unfortunately, things happen. Sometimes things are taken the wrong way. You know, were the players wrong? I'm not going to say they were wrong. Maybe they were offended. I, I wasn't there. I don't know. But either way, somebody's going to take the fall for it. And who, you know, Doyle obviously got hit. Brian Ferentz got lucky to keep his damn job. And, you know, I, I think really with Barta, it, it was his sword to put some things to stop. And I think in some ways he actually – helped i i don't think he, he hurt the situation i don't think he helped end it i think he made it worse yeah. you know which i'm kind of excited um you know with with uh, beth gets coming on you know interim who knows if she's permanent but number one she's a woman number two she's good looking that never hurts anything sorry i would call for <laughs> what it is but number two three and probably the most important thing look at her track record she had ball state the year after she left Ball State, she hired all the coaches, the highest winning percentage. They were number one in the women's category in all sports in the MAC and number two in the men's category. They were all eight of the coaches she hired. So right. she knows something about hiring football coaches. She's been to Minnesota in their Big Ten school. She's at Ball State. It was at Ball State, and they brought her here to Iowa. I don't think it was an accident. And, you know, talk about flipping a program on its head, bringing someone like Beth in, you know, whether it's interim or whether it's permanent. You know, maybe yeah. she can make amends with the NIL, which, listen, I want to still build facilities. Don't get me wrong if we need them. But the NIL at this point is just as important as the uh, as the facilities are. And, yeah. and, you know, they need the Swarm. They need the Iowa City Collective. They, the, we need that if we're going to be able to compete. And if you start reading, if you hear what the president of the NCAA said today on the College World Series, you know, the NIL needs to be more regulated. But, it's yeah. the way of the future. It's here to stay. And it's going to be a matter of how they manage it in the future. And I think someone like her, it sounds like she was pretty proactive with that at Ball State, too. So I think she's a pretty smart cookie and knows what the hell she's doing. Well, and if your sports are good, the, the money's going to be there. Yeah. So she's going to be able to fundraise. If you're having, if your programs are good and people want to see them and people want to see people win, then people are going to donate and people are going to make sure the facilities are what they need to be. So it's going to all, all fall in line anyways. Well, they, mm-hmm. Somebody brought up a good point today too, from the media that if somebody doesn't leave an AD job at a, a school in the Mac to become an assistant AD at a power five school. They just don't, they're going to take, they're only going to leave for a head athletic director job. That doesn't really ever happen. So a lot of, there's a lot of speculation that she was brought in 
and told, hey, learn the lay of the land, you know, build relationships with the coaches. This is going to be your job someday. Um, and that that's what that's what it looks like, at least. So um, hopefully, you know, from from what we're hearing, it's all good things. Um, I was never had a female athletic director before, and I, I think it's a good move. I think it's a different perspective that they desperately need. And um, I I'm excited for it. So hopefully she ends up getting the job and, but you know, they're still going to be doing interviews. Well, well, here's what I say. I, 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 I own a franchise and it's going to name nameless, but for about two and a half years, we had a female vice president. I can tell you what, for a, for a, a business heating and air conditioning business, that is a very male dominated uh business i'm going to tell you what having that person in the number two chair brought a lot of new perspective and a lot of very positive things to the business so to me whether she's permanent or whether she's interim and they make her associate whatever it is i i think having her in that chair does nothing but positive things and changes the whole tone that's been around the university for the last seven years yeah you know well, all right, guys. Well, all we can do is speculate at this point. We'll see what's going to happen. But um, long overdue change as is ha- happening and in process. So that's great. Um, one thing we wanted to end with quick, though, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on before we uh, end the pod for this week was um, the youngest McCaffrey boy, Jack, I believe, pretty much announced in an interview that he's not coming to Iowa, that he needs a change of pace. He, he wants something different, which I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know that I blame him so much. I mean, if somebody made the joke, maybe he wants to get out of the first round of the NCAA tournament. Touche. <laughs> Touche. If you play the women's team, if you play the women's team, he might go somewhere. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I wanted to see Matt, too. Matt, what, 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 you, what did you think about that when you heard that news that he wasn't going to come to Iowa? Did that surprise you? And what, what do you think is it did, that? It did surprise me quite a bit that he wasn't going to follow his brother's footsteps. I mean, his brother brothers uh, have done fairly well uh i think it's probably not a bad thing to want to step outside i mean why follow your two older brothers i mean i know your dad's a coach but that's not for everybody either so i can't blame the kid it's probably just the decision that he wants to get out of the you know the standard of just going and playing for your dad and he wants to see some other campuses some other programs and play some good ball somewhere else. So, you know, that's good that he's not forcing him to come to Iowa and, you know, hopefully our program will do better and get out of the first round, I guess. That'd be nice to see us into at least the round of free and 32 at this point. I mean, yeah, pretty big drought. Well, it's like Travis and I, talked about this weekend that's why tom Izzo does well in the ncaa tournament every year because defense travels and under france tenure they've never really played great defense no you go in the ncaa tournament even if tom Izzo ekes his way in and is like a 13 or 12 seed he always makes it to the sweet 16 at least it seems of, like it yeah because yeah, they play defense i mean right. you know after that this long a time you know figure it out you know it's we you've had enough time here you, you know and you give i give fran credit we it was a dumpster fire when he took over but 
I definitely feel like Iowa has the potential to be, you know, a kind of a tier two, top tier two program that should make the NCAA tournament every year and that should make it to the Sweet 16 every two to three years. And I don't think that's an unrealistic expectation with the funding and the the talent level that that program can attract. But he has Travis. Um, he's got an offer from Notre Dame. There's a lot of uh, rumors that that's where he wants to end up playing. He's got a few power five offers already. I can't remember what the other ones were, um, but there's been rumors about Providence college in the big East and about Penn state. Isn't there are rumors about Fran going to Notre Dame. There was, but he didn't take the, he didn't uh, get offered the job. I don't, I don't know if he didn't even apply says, or what. There's some connection there. Well, his well, wife played there. Yeah. His wife played there. Fran's That's wife okay. Did. I thought there was something. Yeah. So um, I don't know, Travis, what do you think about all this? Kyle's yelling. Uh, the, the best thing to do with the basketball court is put a wrestling mat on it. And now instead of two, it's three. So you got to get that straightened up for next year. Okay, okay. sorry. You know, okay. Uh, well, maybe they should make Lisa Bluter the head men's basketball coach because she's made it far to determine the friends ever thought about. Oh, did I say that out loud? What about what about Jan? <laughs> Je- what about Jan Jensen? I mean, he's been a hell of a coach. He's a hell oh, of a yeah. coach. And, and, you know, and, and Bart is not there since, you know, he's not a fan of that whole lifestyle. You know, he's not there to get in the way. Like, who gives a crap? If people are happy, they're happy. Let them be. Let them live their life. It doesn't, you know, it, that type of thing has nothing to do with how they perform their job. And Jan Jensen is a hell of a human being and a great basketball coach. I'd love to see her. How cool would that be for her to be? The, is there ever been a Division One men's basketball coach that was a female ever? Um, no, but there was just the women's one that just what, what I was reading. She went, I, I know Kyle, you're a soccer buff. There was a guy, I think they just won the soccer title that men's soccer title they had a, with a head women's coach out East somewhere. I'm trying to remember what I just read this the other day. They were talking about it. So I think it's coming. You're starting to see in the NFL and other places and what, you know what? Hey, listen, if Jan Jensen is the best person around the men's program and she can recruit, I mean, Take a look at some of the big people she's recruited on the women's side of Iowa City. You don't think yeah. she can't teach men how to play play center position? You're damn right she can. Yeah. Uh, as far as Jack goes, you know what? 16, 17 years old. Hey, his mom went to school there. I think a lot of fond memories. Maybe he wants to go experience what his mom experienced. And if that's an opportunity, he doesn't want to play for his dad. I mean, heck, Connor just joined a – NBA coaching staff because he wants to learn from somebody besides his dad. Well, that's smart. You know, it, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. So you know what? A lot of kids gone to Iowa City or Iowa City West haven't stayed in. You know, you know Iowa City. They've moved on to other places and 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 they've done well. So I mean, you know, hopefully the kid has a good senior year. Iowa City West is always good in high school basketball, and uh, you know, I'm I'm sure he'll. You know, they'll, they'll figure out the place. I'm sure his dad's not going to let him go to, you know, it isn't like he's going to end up at Iowa State. You know, I, I mean, that, 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 that'd be the nut kicker right there. He better not. <laughs> he better not. <laughs> I want to go play for TJ and Aves. Oh, geez, you'd have every Cyclone fan that, in the state of Iowa who'd hollered over that one. <laughs> oh, that, that would be front page news right there. <laughs> I, I, I hate Iowa State basketball, and I would hate it. The times ten if that happened. If, if that happens, I'd have to get my cousin Sean up and Sue Rapp as a swirly just 
just to keep his mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Kyle, have you heard much about this uh, with um, the youngest McCaffrey uh, boy coming out and saying that he he does not plan to attend the University of Iowa to play basketball? And if so, what, what are your thoughts on the whole thing? Well, I've caught a little bit of it, and, you know, I'm skeptical. I mean, he's pretty young. I mean, this whole day and age where, like, kids are announcing – stuff so early before they're even legally able to sign anything of where they're going. But, you know, maybe he knows something that we don't. Maybe, like, he's not going to Iowa because he knows something that we don't. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, or I, but I'm all, but I think I'm leaning more towards, like, hey, look, how many McCaffreys do we need to go through Iowa? You know, like, yeah. maybe he's, you know, he's got some people, not only his head, but he's got some people chatting, like, dude. Break this up. <laughs> 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 wow. A lot of a lot of people are saying too that um, this might be Fran's last year at Iowa. Yeah, uh, I mean, with, again, with Patrick being a senior, and then he's going to move on at this point, especially yeah. especially since Jack's not coming. Yeah, I, I I can only being a former player, I can only I can only imagine with the access with social media and how many microscopes are on me and and the team and this and that, like how, it's kind of a game that you have to play now. And I don't, I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to, yeah. you know, it freaks me out. Um, but you know, who knows what this kid's going through? Who knows? I mean, he's still so young, still has got another season to play and who knows he might, uh, uh, it's uh, it took for me. It's too early to start really predicting anything. And what he's saying now, I'm, I would just take it with a grain of salt and yeah. uh, see what happens, man. No, and they they are they're a good family. They're great people, and you know, wish the kid the best. And he's got to make the decision what's best for him. I totally get where he's coming from in this. Um, if it was anybody else, I'd be like, ah, oh, you traitor. But it's like, <laughs> I, I I get it though. You try to put yourself in his shoes where he's coming from, and he just wants to separate. Especially, you know, as frustrated Iowa fans have jumped down, you know, the program's throat about stuff with connor and patrick and patrick not really performing to expectations nobody would have thought three years ago that connor mccaffrey would end up being the better basketball player out of them all i mean connor ended up you know running circles around patrick out on the court patrick just really he's a really good leader a floor general he couldn't shoot his way out of a wet paper bag his first two, three years on campus, but turned it on. He turned it on at the end and he became a really good player. I think he's going to be a really good coach someday. Um, Patrick has had little short stints of shining, but really has not become the player that uh, people were hoping or expected that he would. So I think with Jack, there's a lot less pressure if you go somewhere else other than Iowa. So I, I totally get it. Um, Movie, we're going to move on quick to the end. Got, I'm going to take out. I got my kids home. I haven't seen in four days. All right. Yeah. See you, Matt. Go Hawks. All right. Go yeah. Hawks, buddy. All right, Kyle, in a couple weeks, we are going to do a special show about if the Big Ten was ran like um, soccer. If the last, the two worst teams in the league get relegated right. down to the MAC and the two best teams from the MAC got moved up. We're going to talk it. about this. So we're going to be leaning on you because none oh, of us yeah. know our head from a hole in the ground when it comes to this soccer. This is an incredible subject. So I think yeah. it's interesting. I, I want to talk more about it. I think I've thought about it over the last few weeks. Yeah. I think it's super interesting. So get your thoughts collected yeah. over the next few weeks, yeah. Kyle, and that's what we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Hey, when we talk about this, I want to talk about that Mexico USA match that got stopped a couple last weekend in L.A. too. Sure. So I'm, I, I'm sure you heard all about that whole thing. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, so all on top of that. So well, we gotta we gotta do throw Kyle a bone here. You know, he's a all been a lot you're a long time like full-fledged me- family member of the nebraska hawks nest and so you know kyle's got a love for soccer and i know absolutely nothing about soccer i'm gonna be honest with you if i watched it i'd probably fall asleep but um you gotta you gotta educate us a little bit okay so when we when we break this down sure. we really are going to be looking for you to lead it and explain to us a little bit about you know the the ups and the downs from it and how exciting that can be and how that could kill a program or also you know bring a program to life and you know rise it from the from the ashes yeah it really it's uh it's one of those it's a it's it's one of those things you know i grew up with it uh i played it at a high level and um now that i know a lot about the game and i'm able to i have a lot of access to it and um you, I have been able to, I'll just, you know, put it at this, but for leave it at this for now, but I've been able to convert a few of my buddies who were the sleepers, you know, gosh, I can't watch a soccer game without sleeping. Why is it, you know, considered a shutout when it's two nil, you know, or they'll say two zero and I'll correct them and say, ah, it's two nil actually, come on, get it right. Okay. But uh, I've been able to convert some, some buddies of mine just by simply, Hey, let's just, you know, watch a game together, either with me or, you know, like, let's, and I'll teach you and uh, educate you and get to know the teams, get to know their rivals, blah, 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 get to know the history behind them. And they fall in love. They really do with not only the sport and the traditions and um, say what you want about it, but soccer players are some of the highly, the most highly studied athletes in the entire world because they possess such a wide array of athletic um attributes across the entire spectrum of athleticism um so anyway i'm already bored (laughs) (laughs) hey my kids played goalie guard as front as kindergartners and that was the only year we played because basically they were glorified goons for the goalie (laughs) and i gotta say Kyle's internet, man, spot on. Last two weeks. I think it's, I think it's my long. Mac. I, I every other podcast I've done with my phone connected to the Wi-Fi, and I think it's just the weak iPhones, man. This is my iMac uh, that I usually keep in my office upstairs, and I just rip it out, take it, bring it down to the basement, and because that because the the modem is literally right there. Um, yeah, I don't know mm-hmm. what it is, man. All right, boys. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Uh, go ahead, Travis. Hey, you forgot about this week's deal with the Counts Plus Ripper. Oh, man. Oh, you, how... you almost forgot. Yeah. I almost forgot. All right. Wait, so, wait a minute. Hey, uh, yes. Our, our, our people of the week is the people that have Council Bluffs that run the Council Bluffs Ripper Facebook page. And for those of you who do not know what the Ripper is, it's an eight foot, eight inch bridge on the north end of Council Bluffs, <laughs> a half block from the Pot County Sheriff's Office that people with Nebraska plates and large trucks do not know how to read. And they hit this bridge and they rip apart vans and trucks and campers. And it's fantastic to of these people say, well, I didn't think I was eight foot eight, eight inches tall. <laughs> this is what Common Core Map does to you. And this is why we have sites like the Cats Plus Ripper. Go out and support your local Ripper page and tell them that I sent you. All right. This week in Beverly Bluffs, brought to you by CB Travis, the pride and joy of Council Bluffs. Uh, thank you for keeping me in line there, Travis. I about totally botched that. The whole town of Council Bluffs would have been 
down my throat, jumping on us, yelling at us, sending us nasty messages. So you saved us, Travis. This week in Beverly Bluffs with CB Travis. All right, boys. You want to come back and visit? I'll show you the bridge myself. So come on down. I'll give you a tour. All right, boys. We'll see you guys in a few weeks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.